0: Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Monday, August 12, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill's the best at what he does. Straight up the best. He's professional. He's empathetic. He's friendly. His entire staff embody all of those qualities in spades. You will love it there. I'm telling you, this is where your teeth go to get well. 317-849-849. Two nine three three. The Indianapolis Colts announced just a few minutes ago, they're moving their practice indoors. Anytime there's any chance whatsoever of inclement weather, they move the practice indoors. And so that's going to be the case today. First 500 people out to Grand Park, they get a wristband. They are ushered into the indoor practice facility, and they get to watch. Everybody else, nay, 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 nook, you do not get to go in and watch. So be one of the first 500 out there. The doors will not open before 8.30. You can get in line starting right now. You know what? It's worth it. As silly as it is, it's worth it to go out and watch these guys work because you get firsthand a first-hand look at the development of this team and a first-hand look at position battles. And the one that's garnering the most attention is at wide receiver. You've got Hilton, Funches, Campbell, and Rodgers seem set at one through four. And then you've got a group of guys, including Deion Kane, Reese Fountain, Zach Pascal, maybe even Krishan Hogan, who look like guys who might be a might be worthy of a roster spot. But here's the deal: it's a Rubik's Cube. You can't move one in without moving one out, right? And not just based on position. But if they if the Colts decide to keep a sixth wide receiver, that means that they're not going to be able to keep as many as they might have liked at other positions. So if they keep a sixth wide receiver, who's the cornerback who's going to get cut? Who's the linebacker who's going to get cut? Who's the safety who's going to get cut? Can the wide receiver contribute on special teams? You need special teams. Wide receivers uh, sometimes participate as gunners. But more often than not, you've got quarterbacks, you've got safeties, you've got others who are better candidates for those spots. So you've really got to figure this out. It is a 53-sided Rubik's Cube putting together this roster, and tough decisions are going to have to be made sooner rather than later. The Colts, they work today, they're off tomorrow, then they're back at it with joint practices on Wednesday and Thursday against and with the Cleveland Browns. Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock, they play the Browns at Lucas Oil Stadium in the second preseason game, and then next week, camp's over. Camp breaks this Thursday, they prepare for the Chicago Bears, that third preseason game next week, they do that in relative private over on West 56th Street, and then the final preseason game, you've got against the Bengals, and then that weekend, they make cuts, and they get ready to get going. And, and so they're going to have uh, Labor Day weekend kind of off. And then it's going to be a game week starting that following week. And it's going to be sooner rather than later that the Indianapolis Colts are going to be playing meaningful football in Los Angeles against the Clippers. That is on September 8th. And uh, what kind of a team is this going to be? It all depends on the health of Andrew Luck. And we just don't know. He was out in the red jersey yesterday. But we don't know where that calf is and we don't know where that calf's gonna be and the Colts don't either. They'd really like to know, we do know this, that with Andrew Luck they got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Without Andrew Luck they have no chance to go to the Super Bowl. And that's just the way it is. Jacoby Brissett just holds a damn ball too long. You gotta be decisive. You gotta get it out of there. If it if you're Jacoby Brissett. And he just seems to while he's made progress in other areas he has not made progress, at least as evidenced by his performance in Buffalo. He has not made uh, advancements in that area. And to mitigate sacks, you've got to get rid of the football. And Brissett just doesn't seem able to do it. Andrew Locke is a much better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett is. Um, but yeah, that position battle at wide receiver, it's not as easy as we think because it affects somebody else, and it affects another position group. And at the end of the preseason, those cuts are going to come hard. And it wouldn't surprise me to see the Colts make deals, all right, instead of just straight-up cutting guys trade for a sixth-rounder. Like, if they're going to cut Deion Kane, and I'll tell you, I would not cut Deion Kane. But if you're going to cut Deion Kane, you get something back for him. You don't just let him go. You deal him maybe for a sixth round or get that back in 2020. You, you try to turn what is equity in Deion. The value in Dion Kane. you turn into future draft equity somehow or another. That is going to be the plan for Chris Ballard. If there are guys on this roster who are going to get cut, who represent great value to other teams. Uh, Chicago Cubs. Winners yesterday, 6-3. It looked like another one of those games that the Cubs were going to lose. And then Chris Bryant comes to the plate and knocks a uh, three-run bomb into the left field seats. And so the Cubs wind up winning 6-3. John Lester was not great yesterday, went five innings, gave up three, earned. And then the bullpen came in, and they actually were great. They were terrific yesterday. Phelps, Wick, Strope, four innings combined, uh, just one hit. Just one walk, six strikeouts. When that bullpen deals like that, the Cubs have a chance to win games. When they hit like they did yesterday, Bryant with that three-run bomb I told you about, and then Ian Happ with yet another home run, they got a chance to win games. They were not good Saturday. Kyle Hendricks was straight-up garbage. He was terrible, and that almost never happens. There are very rarely teams that are going to get over on Kyle Hendricks, but on, on Saturday night... That didn't go well for Kyle Hendricks, and I love him. He is a poor man's Greg Maddox. And uh, with him dealing, you feel pretty good about the Cubs' opportunity to win. Did you know that at this point in the season, we are not that far away from September baseball, and there is one Cub with double-digit wins, That is, and that's only 10 wins, 10 wins, and that's Jose Quintana. If you had told me that Jose Quintana, on August 12th, was going to lead the Chicago Cubs in wins, I'd have told you you were crazy. What are you going to do? This is a team that really, you look at it on paper, and they are really not very good right now. The starting pitching, not great right now. Not at the 2015 level or 2016 level of the Chicago Cubs at all. And that bullpen, with almost everybody on the I.L., what the hell are you going to do, right? they got to go beat people Badly, They got to go blister the baseball in order to win games. They start a three-game set tomorrow night in Philadelphia, and then they wrap up this 10-game homestand in Pittsburgh over the weekend before returning to Wrigley Field. They play the Giants and the Nationals, and uh, they've got Mondays off until Labor Day. They play on Labor Day, and then they've got that Wednesday off, and then they've got one more Monday off, and then that's it. Those are the days off, and and the Cubs... They're going to have to get after it. They're going to have to grind through it and figure out a way to stay ahead in the National League Central. Yesterday, uh, Patrick Rogers won the Northern Trust by one stroke over Abraham Anser with a C. And so he moved up from like 50 to number two in the FedEx Cup standings. Patrick Rogers is one of those guys who reminds me a little bit of Raymond Floyd. If you're an old guy and you remember watching Raymond Floyd lead tournaments from start to finish, when Raymond Floyd got a lead, he didn't get uh, antsy, and, and he didn't gack up that lead almost ever. He took that tournament by the throat, and he made sure that he won that thing. You didn't like it when Raymond Floyd had a lead because he was going to win that tournament. Patrick Rogers reminds me a little bit of Raymond Floyd. With a 3-4 footer on 18 to win the tournament over answer, he has walked up and knocked it in the back of the cup. He, there, was no, not, there was no screwing around. There, there was no silliness. There were no nerves. He just walks up and hits a damn ball. I like the way he plays the game. Uh, this week, the PGA Tour comes to, and the FedEx Cup, comes to the BMW Championship uh, in uh, Medina, suburban Chicago. The only problem with Medina is parking. Unless it has changed over the last few years... Parking at Medina is absolutely miserable. you got to take, like, shuttles in and all that crap. It's ridiculous. Players, they continue to drop from consideration for Team USA, the Team USA that will compete later this month in the World Cup in China. <clears throat> What's the matter with playing for your country? Uh, Bagley dropped out. Now it's down to 16. you got 16 guys. And Miles Turner looks like he's going to make this team. That Miles Turner is not one of the best 12 basketball players in the United States of America. I get it that guys, like, look, they make 30, $35 million a year to play in the NBA, right? That's a lot of cash, and you don't want to put that at risk. You don't want to put your professional career at risk to play in the World Cup. I understand it, but, you know, geesh. It's going to China for a little bit playing some basketball? What the hell's wrong with that, right? Anyway, let me go back to golf for a second, because Rory McIlroy, Louis Oosthuizen, uh, J- uh, Jordan Spieth, and who's the fourth guy? Um, oh, Snedeker. Brent Snedeker. They finished tied for sixth. You know how much money it's worth to finish tied for sixth in a PGA tournament? $300,000. They made 299400 and change yesterday for coming in sixth in this tournament. Rogers, he won $1.66 million. I should have played golf. I should have been a better golfer. I should have worked really hard at it. I don't think it would have done any good, but damn, right? Come on, let's go. But I like Patrick Reed. It uh, seems like an interesting guy. He isn't your typical cookie-cutter PGA professional. He got a little bit slow. There's been some talk about slow play. Get going. Let's go. And and for God's sake, Bryson DeChambeau, let's play golf. Pacing off yardage for a wedge. What are you doing? Why are you pacing it off? Are you insane? Why are you taking two minutes to hit an eight-foot putt? Get up, hit the damn ball. Look, you know what? I know 1.66 million is a lot of money, but if you can come in sixth and make 299, like I'm good with 299. Yeah, I want to win the tournament, but I'm not going to hold up play. In order to, you know, the, the, well, sure, you know, you want to win, so you're going to win. What am I talking about? But I'm not going to take too much time. I'm not that good at reading putts. Maybe that's why I don't win tournaments. But I know that I've got problems reading putts, and so I don't stand over it for six minutes. I, I walk up, I hit the damn ball. Because if you're going to play well, play quick. But if you're going to play poorly, play even quicker. What are we doing? If I was on the PGA Tour, I would be a nightmare because I would be done in three hours. I'm playing a round of golf in three hours. If all I'm doing is going fairways and greens and I'm hitting 18-foot putts, I don't think I'm going to play. It it ain't going to take me three hours to play a round of golf, for God's sake. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? John Samasco, how you doing, brother? We'll probably see you out at the uh, Colts practice today. Jeremy Everett. Happy birthday, Justin Browning. Happy birthday, Toby Woods, Kevin Gillum, and the great, the redoubtable, the unique John Emerson celebrating a birthday today. Good for you. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, sports, nothing but sports. We're going to hear from the great Frank Reich. He will address the media following the workout today at Grand Park. Again, that's been moved indoors. So uh, this isn't like Ali Ali oxen free. Come on out. You got to be one of the first 500 there to get in. The fish, they're rolling. We're having a great time. The weather's going to be okay, I think. Colts, they're a little bit questionable about it. They, uh, They think that it might rain. That's why they move it indoors. But we'll be there. We'll cover it for you. We'll be all over it.